good afternoon, church. You know, it's not surprising that people come out on a midweek service, being that it's Holy Week. We understand from our faith that this is the most important week of what we believe. We're marching towards what we call the Resurrection Day or Easter. And according to the Bible, the Resurrection Day is the most important event in our faith and in the history of creation. The Bible says this, it says that if there was no resurrection, and then our faith is in vain. And then he goes on to say, if there was no resurrection, we are of all people most miserable. Miserable. We're a foolish people. We're, we're, we're miserable if there's no resurrection. And when I think about the, 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 the gravity of those words, it, it, it makes me want to understand more what we're doing. I don't want to be that, that Christian that just, just goes about the routine of doing what we do and forgetting what it's all about. We talk about the resurrection. What is the resurrection? What does that mean? What does that mean? What is Easter? What does that mean? It has to be more than about uh, 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 kids chasing Easter eggs. It has to be more than just about me buying a new outfit. What is the resurrection? What brings uh, 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 people across the world to celebrate this resurrection? What is the resurrection? And I know if I was to ask that question and poll this audience, everybody would have their theological and their, and their church answers. But sometimes in, in life, I need more than your theology. I need more than just some church practice rehearsed answer to these questions. I need something that's going to help me put one foot in front of the other. Give me your theology. What is the resurrection? What is it about? And I know that we, we think we know. We think we know. And I know those who were following Christ, they thought they knew. So we're going to explore the resurrection and its implications for the day. And we're going to explore it through a story in the book of John. And we'll be reading in the 11th chapter of the book of John. And we'll be reading verses 17 through 31. And then again verses 38 through 44. And here's where Jesus himself uses the term the resurrection. So I think from this story we can define what this resurrection is. Lest we continue chasing Easter eggs. And this story is the story of a, a family from a town called Bethany. It's a family, it's two sisters and a brother. And Jesus loved this family. And this family loved and trusted Jesus. And there came a time where the brother fell sick. And his name was Lazarus. And he was sick. And his, and his family, they said, well, well, let's call for Jesus. Because Jesus can help him. Let's call for Jesus. They had faith in Jesus. So they called for Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus waited three days before he even came. It was as if he was waiting for this man to die. Why did you wait, Jesus? And we're going to pick up this story 
here in the 17th verse. Then when, then when Jesus came, he found that he had laid in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh in Jerusalem until Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And, Mary, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she had heard that it was Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to you. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come, and calleth for thee. And as soon as she had heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet coming to the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. Then the Jews that were with her in the house comforted her, and when they saw Mary, that they rose up hastily and went out, following her, saying, She goeth to weep at the grave. Picking up in verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, coming to the grave, it was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha said unto him, By this time he stinketh. For well, he had been four days in the grave. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about him with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. Now I'm sure that they didn't understand about the resurrection. And I invite us to walk with them so that we can learn about the resurrection. That their brother now was dead. And Martha begins to come to Jesus and to talk to Jesus. And Martha said, Jesus, if you had been here, if you hadn't waited these four days, if, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Why, why, why weren't you here if you had been here? And Jesus looked at her and said, uh, your brother shall rise again. Your brother shall rise again. And to this, Martha began her, her theology. She began all her, her, her church answers, all the things that she'd heard in church growing up. I know that my brother shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I know. She was preaching the, uh, the sermon that's preached at every funeral. When we look at our loved ones in the casket, I know I'll see them again. She gave all the church theology, all the proper answers. I know. I know that I'll see them again in the last day in the resurrection. And Jesus said, uh, I am the resurrection. He said, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. 
And again, he turns to Martha, and I believe he's teaching Martha something. He turns to Martha and said, do you believe this? Believest thou this? And I noticed Martha's answer. Martha said, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Son of God. And when I look back, I've read over that for years, but I look back and I realize she never even answered this question. She never answered this question. She went off on her theology. I believe that you're the son of God. I, I believe that you're the son of the living God that should come into the world. That's not what he asked you. He asked you, do you believe that the, those people who are dead, that they will live, do you believe? So often I, we, we, we go to Christians and we ask questions and we get their theology. We get some biblical truth that they've learned in Sunday school and they quote some biblical truth to a question that's not even asked. I know you believe I'm the son of God. I, I'm asking you, do you believe that this man can live? Do you believe that? So often our theology, we're quick to throw out our doctrine. That's why sometimes people are not coming to Christ because the question is not even matching the answer. I said, do you believe this? And she said, yeah, I believe and went off and gave some of the scripture that she had learned. And I can see Jesus frustrated but yet patient. Frustrated but yet patient because he knew that he was teaching them a lesson. And not just them, but he was teaching us a lesson as well. And the Bible said, let's go, let's go to the grave. Jesus took him to the grave. And Jesus said, I want you to roll away the stone. And Martha comes again, but, but he's been in there three days and he, he stinks. And I can imagine the odor even coming forth from the crevices of the grave. Jesus said, roll away the stone. I know he stinks. Roll away the stone. And I can hear her protest, but he's, he's decomposed. And, and, and we don't need contact with him now. Roll away the stone. So at the command of Jesus, they, they rolled away the stone. And I can imagine everybody at the graveside covering their nose and their eyes. I don't want to look upon that. I don't want to see that. I, I don't want to smell the stench. Keep him away from me. And then Jesus stands up, a holy God, and calls into the grave. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And I'm sure uh, uh, the people thought Jesus was crazy. Was he speaking into, to the dead? And to their surprise, Lazarus came forth. And the Bible said that he was still wrapped up in grave clothes. And I'm sure he had the same stints, but he came forth. And the people were amazed watching a dead man live. And Jesus turned to the disciples and, and he said, and you loose him and let him go. You unwrap him. And again, I can see their protest. I don't, I don't want to touch him. I don't want to touch him. I, I don't even want to look at him. He, he smells. And Jesus said, you loose him and let him go. I'm commissioning you to loose him and let him go. What does all of that mean? What does all of that mean? Is this a story just about a dead man? Is Easter about an egg? What does all of that mean? You see, when we come today, what is the resurrection? The key is found in the book of uh, Ephesians. The Bible said that before Christ, we were all dead in trespasses in sin. Every last one of us was dead and locked up and bound in a grave. Every last one of us was dead and hidden behind a stone. Every last one of us. And somehow we've come to church and we've forgotten that. We've forgotten that. Everyone else is dead. And we look at the people in the world who are dead, and we say, I don't want to be around them. 
We pass by them on the way here. Those who are walking the streets, those who are uh, involved in the drugs, those who are involved in all these things. But I don't want to be around them, Lord. They stink. They stink. There's no hope for them. Some of us got family members that are bound up in things, and we've given up on them. We've given up on them. We watch the news and we give up on them if they don't look like us, if they don't dress like us, if they don't smell like us. We've given up, given up on them. And Jesus is saying, roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. I believe we roll the stones in front of our church doors sometimes, and we don't want them to come in. I, I wonder if the stench is coming from out there or in here sometimes. Roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. Go out and touch them. Roll away the stone. But, Lord, he stinks. And Jesus is saying, you stink. And your pride and your pomp, roll away the stone. Roll away the stone and call my people out. <laughs> in, in the resurrection, the last day, he said, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. And I'm here today. I'm not talking about in the sweet by and by. You want to know what Easter is about? Easter's about you rolling away the stone. You rolling away the stone. These people that we call that we don't want to be near. The ones that we say they stink, they're the only, we're the only hope that they got. Roll away the stone. <laughs> and it's not enough just to roll away the stone. Jesus said, uh, you loose them and let them go. You take these hands of yours and you touch them. You touch them. But, Lord, I don't want to touch those kind of people. I don't want to be around those kind of people. If my Jesus can take his holy hands and touch the leper, how can we in our pomp and piousness won't touch those in need of a touching hand of the Lord? Roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. Ask the command, what help do they, what hope do they have? Roll away the stone. These stories, for me, they, they mean something to me. Just like a, a, a Martha, Mary, and Lazarus was walking out a truth of God. I had to walk out these truths in my own life. And there was a day when I was behind the stone. I was behind the stone. And my sisters and family was praying to God, help him. My mother was praying to God, help him. And I thank God that some people were brave enough to put their hands on me. I thank God that some people were brave enough to unwrap me from those grave clothes. I thank God that somebody listened to the command of Jesus to roll away the stone and loose him and let him go. These same people that we look up and, 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 and cover our nose at, who knows who it is? Is it God's precious children? Because we've completed our journey or think we've completed our journey and landed in a church house. It ain't over. It ain't over. What is the resurrection about? It ain't about a bunny. It ain't about an egg. It ain't about a new outfit. It's about Lazarus and the light behind those stones needing to know the resurrection power of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. Time out for tradition. Time out for just repeating what we did last year or just repeating what we've been doing all our lives. We can get a parrot to repeat. The Lord needs somebody who's going to walk out their faith. Somebody's going to roll away the stone and go behind there and get his children. Yes, they're his children too. It ain't just about us. They're his children too. They may be wrapped up in, in grave clothes, but they're his children too. They were created in the image of God just like you. And we're not better than them. Roll away the stone and take your religious hands and touch him. And loose him. 
let him go. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, and I'm here today. We ain't talking about the sweet by and by. Today, this Easter, as we're the kids chasing the, the eggs, searching high and low for the eggs, I pray that we as mature saints of God search out the lost souls in this world. I pray that we recognize that before Christ we were all dead in trespasses and sins. Stinking, stinking. He is the resurrection. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name today, Lord God. Father, we thank you for saving our souls, Lord. We thank you for one day calling our name, Father God, that we can walk forth out of that grave, Lord God. Out of the stench of sin, Lord. Forgive us for our pride, Jesus. Forgive us for our pride. Father, bring us back to what it means, Lord God, that we can help the others. Lord, Lazarus needs us. Lazarus needs us. And I know in our lives we all know some Lazarus somewhere, Lord God. Father, we've walked by him many times. We've rolled the stone and even sealed the stone. Lord, give us the courage to roll away the stone and touch him and bring him forth in your name. Father, you are the resurrection. You are the power. And he who believes in you, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Lord, believest thou this we do. <laughs> Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. And commission us again to be about your business, about the resurrection of the souls. In Jesus' name, amen.